With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio. So some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. And still, Noel Pugh is obviously very scared of the West Ham Rogue Mystery Players quiz we can do because he is missing in action. We don't even know where he's at tonight. We are going to send out the search party, but we are West Ham and we will be taking you forward for the next hour because it is the Hammers takeover on Love Sport Radio. It's been the international break. Things have started to calm down, or have they? We're going to be talking about the manager. Other managers have been linked to the job. What do they make of that? Talking about Mark Noble, Antonio's race for fitness. The quiz, the traditional quiz, your favourite quiz. That will be coming up. And then football is back. Hallelujah. We'll be talking about the huge clash with Spurs on the weekend to kick off the Premier League 12-30. Are they a fan of the early kickoff? Is form out of the window in a game like this? West Ham, no winning six. Spurs can't get an away win since January in the league. Something has to change. Jamie Brown of Daily Hotspur will be joining us later to give the Spurs take if, we, if we're nice and we let them have a couple of minutes. But you can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0 708-7020-558 and you can have your hammer say well two weeks have things calmed down James I've calmed down <laughs> good at least yeah I t- it, it's taken me a little, little bit of time to to cool down and mull over the last what two months of, of West Ham United which has been a nightmare um, but at the same time expected because this is what we do every year we've, we've spoken about it for, for weeks on end that you know, it was only a matter of time before that the highs became lows, and and that this is what we do every year. But yeah, it, it's nice. It, I think the international break came at the right time for us because we needed to regroup. We needed to, particularly with Spurs on on the way. We'll talk about Spurs a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I think I just I, I think we need to just cool down, relax, mm. go again, 
as it were, and, and and then go from there. But I just hope that Pellegrini's done the right stuff on the training pitch over the last two weeks because he's not been doing the right stuff before then, and he's had enough enough time. Not a lot of players were out in international duty. Only what four or five players, key players. So um, hopefully they've been working on putting crosses in the box for for Haller. Yes, so, so I I agree. I mean, I I feel refreshed these two weeks before. Before the international break, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than having West Ham back, to be honest. I thought we'd lose again, but I'm refreshed, I'm excited, and I hope the players did, went, looked themselves in the mirror after a couple of weeks and realised we're a much better team than what we've been producing, and it's time to step up and actually realise we're four points off Sheffield United in fifth. We're not out this Premier League season. We're very lucky because in years gone by, we would have gone on a run we've gone on. We'd be well out of the picture, mm. and we'd be looking between 12th and 18th, and now we've got realised we've got an opportunity here to win a huge game on Saturday and get some momentum back in this club and go again. And I think that's what I really hope. The training ground has been positive. I hope Noble is in the game, in and fit for Saturday, which would be a huge fillet for us because he's unbelievable in his big derbies, always is, always has been. And I just hope that they're refreshed and ready to go again and realise that there's a lot to play for still this season. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned, Tom, there. You're saying, you know, we, we take a look at ourselves and we say we're better than what, what the form we're seeing at the minute. What is the, the identity of West Ham at the minute? Where is the ceiling? Where is the floor? Because obviously it was a great start to the season and we thought, this is great. You know, finally, we are now producing the best we're ever going to see in the Premier League. Pellegrini, the money we've spent, we're going to take that next step. Now we're seeing no wins in six. We're, we're seeing two extremes, you know, two mm. sides of the spectrum. Where do West Ham fall? Were they slightly punching above their weight at the start? or And is this bad form slightly just, you know, giving them a worse image than where they currently are? I think the start of the season and more mirrored the type of team we can be I think we even we only played well like we said not only played well but we played at probably close to our best against Norwich they let us play that way because they're obviously open but I think that that type of performance and that free-flowing and, and intelligent on the ball is the type of team and what our identity should be going forward but I think the re- the ceiling you honestly can't say where the ceiling is going to be because of the way the Premier League has been this season and look at where Tottenham are and their 14th or whatever they are and Arsenal are struggling and Leicester are doing so well it's hard to judge just quite what the ceiling is but we are miles away from playing towards our peak and I think that's where we need to get back to and start being the team we can be in the front three need for me everyone goes on about our defence but for me it's the front three who needs to get ticking and they need to get better service into Haller and we need to be that team who's going to be on the front foot and not we're going to we're always going to concede goals with West Ham and our defence is a bit leaky but we need to get back to being a free-flowing team who's going to put people on the back foot particularly at home and James, I asked you the question. I said, you know, in this in this last two weeks, have you calmed down? And you 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 came back with in the last two months. And and is that how it feels for you? It's not just the two weeks. You know, people go, oh, this run of form is, you know, going into this international break. But it's more than that. You know that you know it's papering over the cracks. It is the last six eight games, as we mentioned. Yeah, I mean, when we beat Man United, all those many moons ago, <laughs> uh, which it feels like many moons. Um, you know, we looked at the the next five or six fixtures, and we went, "Hang on, we got a great chance here." You know, if we can go on a little bit, little bit of an unbeaten run, mm. and you know, you know, win all our home games against you know against teams that we should be beating at home. Okay, we were we were unlucky against um, Palace. I think we were probably unlucky against them. Sheffield United, we should have closed that one out. Uh, but Newcastle fully deserved to lose that one, um, and then you know. Win your games at home or uh, away from home, or at least nick a point in, in the games that you deserve to win. And and 
to to come out of that run of fixtures that everyone looked at and went, we've got a great chance of being in the top four going into December because we did. Um, even even if we were punching above our weight at that point, having beaten Man United, look at those fixtures. Mm. Everyone expects us to be in and amongst it, you know, up there with Leicester, or at least just behind Leicester, pushing for it. And to to come out of that run of fixtures with with nothing, one or two points, and sixteenth in the in the Premier League, with Spurs at home next, Wolves coming up, Chelsea away, Chelsea away coming up. Everton coming up. Uh, no, sorry, we've done Everton, haven't we? Yeah, sadly. Um, we've, we've, got got, we've got Arsenal coming up. You know, we've got some tough fixtures mm. coming up now and it, it, against teams that we rarely get a result against. I know Tottenham's a bit of an exception. We'll get onto that. But you know, we come up against teams that we never really get a, a result against. Mm. And so we, we've kind of almost missed an opportunity. We're now playing catch-up on the rest of the, the Premier League or, or the teams above us that are supposedly chasing for that top six, that top six berth. So... Yeah, it's frustrating, but you know, I, I think we could, we can get out of it, and a win against Spurs will really kickstart a season that was was completely stopped with what? the run of with the run of form we're on. When you say get out of it, you don't you mean the form? You don't feel like West Ham are in a relegation fight, do you? No, I don't think we're in. No, I mean, I mean, I I think that Pellegrini's heavily under pressure, mm. and rightly so, given the run of form that we're on. But I don't think we're in a relegation battle. I, I think that even if Pellegrini stays for the rest of the season, which is a real possibility, given you know we know Sullivan doesn't like paying the money uh, for compensation or, mm. or, or anything else, um, I think that we, we won't be in a relegation battle. I don't think that at all. I don't think we, we, we're in any danger of going down. But the frustration is we've gone from, what, two months ago being top six contenders potentially, uh, at the very least... You know, looking at solid top ten finish, to going oh, it's going to be another season where we finish eleventh, and it's just a little bit like, well, why has it come to this already? Mm, and and you mentioned the fixtures, saying you know it don't get easier, and someone released the stack because it does not get easier. Tom, mm. we mentioned this earlier, the fact that on paper West Ham's schedule is the hardest schedule out of all of the Premier League clubs. They face the don't want to say the toughest running, we're only in November, but for the rest of the season they face the toughest set of games, mm. and they're already going through this bad stretch. Is that a stat that you think is stats? It's nonsense. That will change because teams' form will obviously go up and down. Or as James said, we do have a harder fix now it's slightly worrying for me i think it's one of those stats you look at and you can you can read it two ways for me i know that we are good enough for that not to matter and i know that if we turn up and show the best west ham team there's there's nothing stopping us from beating the teams around us and beating for instance leicester comes to our place there's nothing in my mind which says we can beat them or we couldn't beat spurs at home or we couldn't go and maybe nick a point at chelsea if we turn up and play our best football so it's one of those it worries me if we're going to keep playing the way we're playing because we won't pick up points against anyone and the fact that we'll have harder teams means it's going to be even worse and less likely we'll pick up points mm. but if we do show our best football that's not a problem you've got to play everyone twice you've got to play 38 games a season you play everyone at different points and that's just how it is everyone plays the same teams and as long as we turn up and we give a good account of ourselves and infinitely better than what we gave in that seven game period from Oxford I like to think that this international break is signals the end of that and hopefully we can actually move forward, and we will get onto it later. But like Tottenham might well be the game which is 
everyone wants at the club and something which can get some positive momentum going more than any other win, bog standard win will get. And that's, let's hope it's that. Yeah, because they say form goes out of the window, my favourite uh, football catchphrase. But let's talk, because you said, you know, we can get back to showing what West Ham are all about. You know, that stat doesn't worry you, Tom. How can they improve then, James? Uh, what have West Ham hopefully worked on in this international break? Last international break, Pellegrini said they worked on their tackling, their defensive uh, transformations and, you know, their positioning. He needs a bit more of that in this one, doesn't he? Oh, definitely. But I, th- I think the main thing that, that I, I want to, I'd like to think that they've worked on is getting the ball in the box for Haller. Mm. Now we've got a forty million pound striker. He's a target man striker. Uh, he's scored four goals so far this season, all of which have come as a result of a cross being put in the box. Uh, poach, he's, you know, he's a real poacher mm. in the box. And over the last six, seven games. Okay, he scored, I think he scored one goal in that mm. last six, seven games. And that's a result of a cross. But we're not putting enough crosses in the ball for him, mm. uh, in the box for him. So I'd like to think that, yeah, the defending's a problem and they should be working on that, absolutely. But you know, on the other end of the pitch, get the ball in the box mm. for, for this £40 million striker. A, a striker that the fans were calling for. Spend big money on a striker. Get, this, get the main man in. And he had a good start to the season because we were putting balls in the box for him and he was scoring goals. And then so, for some reason that mm. stopped. Or, or, you know, or, or they reduced the, uh, the service to him. And the last couple of games, he looks really frustrated up top on his own. And that's a worry for me. You, know, you spend a lot of money on a player uh, who's, a, who's a relatively big name, you know, in inverted commas. He could be, uh, could be a, a big name. And you're kind of just not giving him the service that he deserves. Mm. Um, so I'd like to think that, that the main thing that he's been working on over the last two weeks has been that. Um, I suppose we'll find out in the in the coming mm. weeks. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. We there's a step before we sign Fletcher, which is in the European top five leagues. I think he was in the top three for shots to goals, and it was like eighty six percent were on target, and that shows a striker who's who's not taking shots, pot shots from twenty five yards. He's he's winning headers from the six yard box, and he's getting in front of his front man at the front post, and that's why we bought him. We bought him to be a striker who plays within the width of the goalpost and he's in the box at the right time right place and he scores most of his shots are like to inverted comments guarantee goals or goals where it's going to be on target mm. he's that type of player he's not going to pick it up on halfway line skin someone and being it in the top five top corner from 25 yards he's not that so we need to work out a way we've got 100 million pound front free they've contributed six goals all season and that's what needs to change for me. Everyone keeps going on about defence. If you look at our defence, it's, it's not top dollar and they're a bit leaky, but you look at our front three and you think they are one of the best front threes in the league. When I mean top six, seven front threes in the league, and that's who we need to be playing better, to be honest with you. That's where I think the improvement needs to come over this international break. Because of this money spent, Tom, and because of this barren run, those top three that you mentioned, over 100 million plus, because of the run they're on, what is the general consensus? Is there a couple of, you know, maybe on social media, a knee-jerk reaction, he wasn't worth the money, we spent 40 million, he's not a 40 million player, or is everyone realising the service? Or is or is that starting to, you know, creep in a little bit more, James? I think we've we've already seen that the guy can finish. Um, against Watford, is the, is the, I know he scored two that day, but um, the overhead kick, you know, the instincts to to to, to score the overhead kick, for me, a lot of strikers would have tried to bring, maybe bring that down and try and swivel or something like that. He's just gone for the not shot. Sebastian, uh, not Sebastian. He just goes in, <laughs> and uh, I think you know we, we've already seen that the guy can finish if he if he gets the right service. I don't think any fan for one moment, not a single fan, I and mean, we've got a lot of negative fans. Uh, 
uh, are going, oh, he's a waste of money, 40 million quid is a waste of money. I think everyone has, has seen the fact that the service isn't right. Um, and, yeah, okay, partly, partly that's down to injuries. You know, Antonio could give that service. Uh, Yarmolenko's been um, recently, he's had a bit of an injury. Um, so th- there has been a service. Anderson's got to do more for me. Uh, and the wing-backs got to do more. Mm. But then Pellegrini's been messing around with the wing-backs. So it's it's all a little bit up in the air. But, you know, I don't think for one minute the fans are, are moaning at Haller just yet. Just, just Oh, mm-hmm. he's left it there. We're going to dangle that carrot because we're going to be talking about the manager and Antonio to other people James mentioned there because is he winning that race for fitness for the clash with Spurs on the weekend? And there is, of course, being the manager, which is dominating headlines this week. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Well, he said the squad on paper, one of the best West Ham have had. Hearing legend John Moncur then say that Benitez would do a good job. Uh, James, what, do you, what did you make of hearing what John said there? I just I just feel like we've been here before with Benitez. You know, we wanted him when we got Bilic in and he didn't come. And we wanted him when uh, Pellegrini came in and he stayed at Newcastle. I just think that ship sailed now. I mean, we, we've already nabbed the manager from, from over in China. And he's come over, and within a year, it's all be already beginning to fizzle out. With the same moment with Benitez, I don't know. I yeah, I'm I'm massive review. I feel like we've been here before. Any person, I I think West Ham, I have a bit of pride. Any person who rejects West Ham, I I think that's that's something you lay to bed, and that's particularly when he went. He, Madrid came in for him, so I don't blame him for that. I was actually happier we got Pellegrini. I still think Pellegrini. Would do more of this squad in a way. I mean, I re- Benitez is a great manager and he's done amazing things in his career, great CV. But I think the squad we've got now, I think he doesn't have the Fabian, Fabian Shars and the Jamal Lascelles and the, the core of a team who's going to be able to build a defensive foundation on and then hurt teams on the counter. We're not like that. We're probably the polar opposite in terms of we've got players in the front six who can beat teams then the back four is always going to be a liability and obviously got Fabianzi great goalie but for me he he would be not a step backwards because he's an amazing manager but he's mm. not the type of Ilka manager we need we need a bit of energy exerted into the club we need fresh faces we need fresh ideas and it'd be a bit the same the same I think yeah and I, I just I'd rather us not be sort of going backwards in terms yeah. of you know we, if we're going to change the manager, and we don't know whether that's going to happen now, it's going to happen in two months, it's going to happen in the summer, or, or when his contract expires the, in the following summer, we don't know how things are going to turn out. But if we're going to replace him, then I'd rather us go to the... I don't know, whether we just take a gamble with a younger mm. manager. That's you know, mm. We know that Spurs are looking at Nagelsmann. You know, for me, that, that that's a natural fit for Spurs if they go for someone like Nagelsmann. We should be looking at someone, you know, quite young, attractive football, you know, different ideas. You know, I, I get the feeling that the likes of Benitez and, you know, as you said, he's got a great mm-hmm. CV, but is the game sort of, you know, outgrowing him a little bit, potentially? There's a reason why he's over in China, for me, mm. uh, apart from the money, but I just <laughs> uh, I just don't see, I mean, if he, if he was, if he could offer anything more than he did at Newcastle. There was a reason... Uh, Apart from the money as well? Well, I mean, the reason why he's over there and not still in Mm. Europe is potentially because... He's got 12 million reasons. He's got 12 million reasons. (laughs) Uh, But also the fact that, you know, if if he still had anything positive to offer beyond what he could potentially have achieved at Newcastle, which, I mean, I think Newcastle mad for not giving Mm. him what he wanted to keep Mm. him. 
if he was if he was still had what it takes, then he'd be at a bigger club in Europe. And I, I mean, I potentially, I just think, well, okay, he's been offered a massive contract in China. Pellegrini was doing the same thing, as I said before. Mm. You know, when they come back, is the hunger still there? Mm. I don't know. Mm. I, I, yeah, I just think that let, let, let's that ship sailed. We didn't get him twice. Let's move on and actually get someone get someone younger and hungry. That's the way I see it. All right. Well, that's maybe out of the window. But something you've spoke on, James, a lot of time on the West Ham show is how impressed you were with the recruitment policy and how vital a role Pellegrini played. Well, we have had a WhatsApp into the studio and we really appreciate it. And you can still do that. 0208 70 20 558. This one comes from Kevin from Romford. He says... Should West Ham change the recruitment priorities? I believe we need to move away from players who don't have experience uh, in the Premier League. We need to focus on players who do have that experience in the Championship, lower Premier League clubs, maybe in Scotland. Two of our best players came from a lower level, Antonio and Cresswell. I do, I do actually, I do agree with, is it Kevin, sorry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that in terms of, I don't think there's anything wrong with going out and getting top, quality foreign players that like I think Haller will come good and I think will be proven that'll be proven to be a good buy in the future but I completely agree I think we do need a we do need a bit of a core who understand what West Ham means understand what it means to the people if you look at our team now the two people who will run through doors for us or do anything or chase balls down are Noble and Snodgrass and Rice and they've got a genuine understanding about what the club means to people and how important West Ham is as a club and I think that we do need a little bit more of that, and we also need a little bit of people who will adapt quicker to Premier League life than what we have right now. And I think Yarmolenko's obviously had injuries and things like that, and he's shown it in spurts, but we do need a little bit of ready to play now for West Ham and be in that position mm. to improve us immediately. Is it hard? Because I think you're right in the short term because they know they know, and they understand it and they're used to the physical demands of the game. But then in the long term, when, you know, Sebastian Haller is firing and so on and so forth, then their ceiling is much, much higher, James. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, from what Kevin said, I, I agree and I disagree on that front because, you know, you can bring an experience all you want. Um, and you, know, you have West, to have the quality with it. But West Ham have, have got an ex, uh, have got experience in bringing in the experience, um, but all for all the wrong reasons. You know, we brought in. I mean, Zabat has had a good shift at West Ham, but you know, we brought in Patrice Evra for experience. Uh, we brought in you know Sami Nasri for experience. You know, and none of those have worked out. Mm. You bring in some of the younger players. Um, uh, Anderson's had, had good spells. Mm. Um, Haller, y- young player, going to come good. Uh, Lanzini got him out, literally plucked him out of thin air in the middle of mm. you know, the Middle East, and he's been a, he's been a brilliant player yeah. for us. Uh, but then I agree, like you go down at the Championship, you pick up the likes of Cresswell and Ant- uh, and Antonio. There's so much value. So yeah, <laughs> oh, forget about that. Um, there's so much value in those lower leagues in England, in the Championship especially. Mm. So much value there. Um, look at the quality that Villa have got at the moment, you know, and they've and they've gone up the Scotland. Sheffield United, Sheffield yeah. United. There's so much value there, but a lot of the Premier League clubs they're a little bit. Um, I, I would say a little bit uh, snobbish in terms of oh no, I want to spend money abroad and you know go and buy spend fifty million pound mm. on a Brazilian, uh, which can either go go one or two ways. Um, I don't think we should be changing our our transfer policies. I think it's a lot better than what it was two three years ago, mm. or even a year ago really, um, but. Perhaps we just need to spend a bit more time scouting the right players. Well, 
Well, just quickly, sorry, Tom, because Kevin, as he's he's obviously clearly listening, someone is. Thank you, uh, Kevin. We really appreciate. It. He's tweeted back. And what about Madison and uh, Daniel James yeah. at Man United? Yeah. Those players yeah, yeah, that are yeah, now yeah. lighting it up at their clubs. Absolutely. Yeah. I was about to say. I mean, I, I don't think Kevin was saying go out and go and pick some random Championship players. Yeah. He was talking about the elite of the league. He wasn't that... doing the football manager. Exactly. Like, get yeah, some yeah, cheaper yeah. buys. <laughs> get some three and a half star, and he might or might not make it. No, I completely agree. Potential think... wonder kid. Yeah, exactly. You look. You look at Madison, and you look at. A few players who've come in, Daniel James, like you say, they're two great examples off the top of our heads. But there is definitely serious talent out there. But what I think everyone at West Ham's forgetting is we've sent one of our very own out there who is being one of the top players in the championship and he's going to come back in a year's time and he's going to reap the rewards from it. He's going to play week mm. in, football week in, week out. Hopefully, touch with fingers crossed of Bilic and them, win the championship and he's going to come back an infinitely better player because of it. And I think there is... Room to just that not change. I agree, not change our politics. I don't think four nows is a bad signing either. I think right age profile, keep going for the right age, young players who are hungry and have got something to prove. And I think maybe Champions is a place that we can go in and look for better talent. Just just on that front, we say about mm. Dean Garner at West Brom. Um, I think it's the right decision not to recall him. And mm. a lot of fans are like, "Cool, you know, he's doing really well. He's bringing him back." Nah, Pellegrini's right. Leave him where he is for a year. He's settled. He's playing well under Bilic. He knows Bilic because Bilic would have spoken to him when he was at the club and he was at the youth player. Mm. Um, and he's he's informed. Don't take him out of that setting now. Throw him into the middle of you know what is very quickly becoming a disappointing season at West Ham, and and then just completely undo all that hard work. Leave him there. Tom's right. He's he's growing. He's becoming a very mm. very good footballer at West Brom, and he's learning his trade in the Championship. Let him do it there. Come back next season. We'll have, a, we'll have a really good player on our hands. Yeah, I think you're right. Playing week and week out in a side that is going well in a yeah. championship as well. I think that's more of a benefit in into West Ham for the long run. I wanted to quickly ask, very quickly, Tom, you mentioned, I think the key word and the buzzword is players that are hungry, you know, and because you know, they're going to give you the effort. They're going to invest mm. over 90 minutes. They're committed. The trouble is, whenever you get a new player on the scene, whatever club you are, they're hungry, they want it, they've finally got a first-team appearance, they've gone from under-21, now they're starting in the Premier League. It's keeping that hunger because then they get running the first team and you know his fans favourite to go we love him over there he's brilliant this is just what we needed the hunger goes how as a manager do you keep those players hungry because it's so difficult isn't it I think we touched on this last week I think a key point of that is not when they get in the side looking over their shoulder and saying oh no there's no one there to take my spot and we were saying this the squad depth has been a bit thin particularly in that front three and I think that's the main thing making sure everyone's fresh keep adding to a squad keep improving it each window each time you have an opportunity, improve, 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 and never stand still in the Premier League. Particularly now, you stand still in a transfer window, and you're you're a lot worse team than because of it. And I think it's just about constantly improving, making sure there's competition for places. And that's the way to keep players hungry, to make sure that they've mm. got to work hard to stay in the team. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, when you're competing in the Premier League, you need that squad to, you know, compete and thrive on competition. Well, we will be talking about the Spurs game with Jamie Brand from Daily Hotspur a little bit later in the show. But up next, it is time for the Mystery Players Quiz. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. It is Love Sport, and you are listening to us, the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio, with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. Well, we've just been talking about the manager, possibly Benitez, coming in. Should West Ham's recruitment policy change? Have we calmed down in that two weeks? Because it has been the international break. We'll be doing a review of the Spurs game with Jamie Brand from Daily Hotspur. But all of that can wait. 
because it is now time for the West Ham Rogue Mystery Players Quiz. Oh, this is it. I've got, got another friendly on me. Yeah, another friendly. You need it after last week's performance. It's did a, I lose last week? Did, did I lose last week? Tom, you seen that? Mate, listen, just let just, this, this is a dance for where we perform. It's all mind me. games from James. <laughs> yeah. Mind games from James. Uh, I only, only perform against Will. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, there is no Will tonight, so it is another friendly. James is right. But just for uh, those of you that are new to the show, I will. Uh, there's three West Ham players. James and Tom do not know who they are. We'll give them five clues to each. The first one to get it obviously wins. The clues get slightly easier as we go on. Fingers on the buzzers, lads. Best of three tonight. This is. Mystery player number one. Clue number one. Started their career at Birmingham, but never played a first team game. Clue number two. Two caps for England between 1989 and 1993. Oh, my word. Clue number three. Joined West Ham for 250,000 in June 2000. Clue number four. Scored their only goal away at Leeds in November 2000. I'm assuming that's obviously the time that West Ham... West Ham, only goal scored for West Ham was away at Leeds in November 2000. Clue number five. Your final clue. War shirt numbers 17 and three. Uh, Say Adam Noland, but no, he was later than that. No, Andy Melville. No, no. Andy Melville. Do you want me to bank it, or do you want me to give you another clue? Give us another clue. another clue. This is not on the sheet of clues. This is a really easy yeah, yeah, clue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go on. You don't want to hear it, but is an Arsenal legend. Nigel Winterburn. That is correct. I was thinking Nigel Winterburn. It is one yeah. nil again to Tom, flying from last week. James, you are so, on a barren run. When you my said Arsenal legend, but the first thing in the point of my was Nigel Winterburn, and but I didn't say it. Mm, well, you, you beat me to say yeah. it. I, I could, I just. Well, so, yeah, exactly. Points mean prizes, James. You got to get those names out. Yeah. Oh, Pl- player number. Unbelievable. Oh my word! Wow. Breaking news into the studio. Tottenham <laughs> have sacked manager. Pochettino. This is just breaking into us. Tottenham have sacked their manager. We can't believe it. Uh, You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show. And if you just heard us playing the quiz, James Lair, oh my word, uh, this is news that we did not think would happen. The Tottenham uh, obviously have let their manager go. This is coming into us. We cannot believe it. And it is the West Ham Show and it it impacts them directly because... You are playing Spurs on the weekend. It means they're going to beat us. Of course it does. And we've got Jamie Brown coming up. What a time to have him on. He's going to talk to us about it. I mean, he would have prepared knowing Jamie. crying, mate. Uh, knowing Jamie as I do, he would have prepared diligently to tell us about uh, Tottenham on the weekend. They now have no manager because they have sacked Pochettino. I, I'm. Did you see this coming? I, I Absolutely not. I didn't see it coming. I mean, at, at work, uh, we got an exclusive earlier. Uh, All right, James. Uh, no, no, we got an excuse earlier that he wouldn't resign. Right. And he was refusing to resign. Well, did they want him to resign in? They wanted him to leave I, right, so they didn't I, have to push him. I don't him. know the ins and outs. It wasn't my exclusive. Right. It was uh, one of our journalists. Need uh, to work. Uh, and, yeah, he yeah, apparently wouldn't resign. So maybe that, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's, there's been a row. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speculate too much because yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But Very interesting. Right. That. It's... it's 
it seems a very I feel like... silly to not suggest something has happened. You don't do that on Tuesday of a game when you've got such a big game. Something's definitely happened. Something's massively happened. I feel you... like we should do that bit with Del Boy and Rodney getting in a van. And he goes, do you want to go first? Or do you know <laughs> a bit? And then they both start laughing. Cause... <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, it's, gutting. It, it's weird. Like It's not well, it's, what six months after they got the Champions League final and he's gone. Yeah, and it's all a little bit strange, isn't it? But it is very. I don't know if this bodes well for West Ham or not. I got a feeling. It don't I'm honest, bode well. No, no. T- mate. Whenever, I think it whenever, does. Spurs have whenever, no manager into this game. No, no but, but this is West Ham we're talking about, mate. Mm. Whenever a team sacks the manager before they play West Ham, they go and beat the. the, the, the they'll beat us. Uh, I already think that they were going to beat us anyway because they haven't won away from home since January. Like we, we're the team that ends runs, and uh, you know. Yeah, but there's as, as much no as, work as, as much, Who's going to be mate, the interim as as, manager? As much as I love every single second of Tottenham going through the pain that they're going through at the moment, mm. it's gonna, it, it's not going to end well on Saturday for us. No. And also, who's to suggest? I don't. You, I'd be surprised if they make a move like that and they don't have someone immediately lined up as well. Yeah. If they're mm. going to go out and sack him, it's I, a very good point. Like, Nagelsmann. you don't just sack someone and just what. Fit, fit and wait a couple of weeks you'd expect someone's going to come in and well what a time to be on air because unbelievably West Ham do have Spurs on the weekend Jamie Brand is coming on he's the person you want to talk about from last word on Spurs Daily Hotspur we'll get his instant thoughts on it and we can talk about the game let's quickly go back to the quiz we'll finish it off before we talk to Jamie because it was 1-0 how can we go back to this now it's this intensity after intensity but Tom Edwards leads 1-0 player number 2 I know lads your focus has been gone but keep your eyes on the prize Player number two, clue number one. <laughs> Their career began at Everton. Pochettino. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Their career began at Everton, but only played one first team game. You're going to know it from this. Finished their career at New Orleans Shell Shockers in 2004. I'm a big fan of the Shell Shockers. Big, big fan. And no one's getting it. Unbelievable. Played 255 games for West Ham between 1989 and 1998. Again, this next clue is my favourite. So thank you, Rhys. Probably had the best haircut over the years at West Ham. I mean, how many have we had? We've had a few decent barnets. Andy Coe had a strong haircut. Mm. (sighs) Lee Hodges had a nice trim. Thinking of the trims. How many, how many games do you say? 200... 255 games for West Ham between 1989 to 1998. Finished career at New Orleans Shell in 2004. Career began at Everton, but only played one first team game. Best Barnet over the years at West Ham. Ian Bishop. That is correct. And it is 1-1. We go into the decider, the tiebreaker, the lightning round. It is the last player. Made their debut for West Ham in the 2-2 draw versus Hull in 2014. The home or away was that? It says made their debut for West Ham in the 2-2 draw versus... Jack Collison? No. In 2014? Oh, sorry. Come on, Sorry, that's embarrassing. I'm more West Ham. I'll just leave the room. Yeah, clue number two scored on their home debut uh, the following week against Liverpool. What's, what's the first clue again? Made debut for West Ham in a 2-2 draw versus Hull, 2014. And obviously, that was away because then scored on the home debut the following week against Liverpool. Jeff Sacco. Clue number three, that is incorrect. Disciplined by Bilic for breach of club rules and he didn't play again after. 
and Afatano. That is oh, correct. Oh, no. And James, you are back in form. Spurs sacking their manager no. is just right. It's through me. It's through, it's through you. It's giving me energy. Well, that I mean, is the quiz this week. James Jones, 2-1. What a performance, Tom. You went to bits. As are Spurs going to bits. Sacking their manager. 12 games in. Poch has gone four months after leading them to a European Cup final in which they lost to Liverpool. But he is out. The fullback whisperer is no more. We're going to be speaking to Jamie Brown all about it next. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. Well, we've been talking about everything where West Ham are concerned. The players race to fitness. Pellegrini is his job on the line. I tell you whose job was on the line. Spurs manager Pochettino. He has just been sacked. Good news or bad news for West Ham? They play Spurs on the weekend, 12.30, to kick the Premier League on. And we are now joined by James. Jamie Brown from Daily Hotspur. We invited Jamie on to talk about the game on the weekend. This news is just breaking to us in the last five minutes. Jamie, always a pleasure to have you on uh, and, and, and to chat to you and get your insight. Uh, and, uh, I'm guessing you didn't think you was going to have to speak about this tonight. I, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm in genuinely, I'm in absolute shock. I'm in disbelief um, and I'm very, very angry. Um, that's such a such a poor decision from the club. It really is. You know, this is a guy that's done so much for us over the last five years. Um, you know, he's made me dream of Spurs doing things I never ever thought was possible when I was growing up, and he's done it all under serious constraints. Of course, you know, he's had very little to suspend in terms of improving his squad, taking it to the next level, and unfortunately, after 13 games or you know maybe more 20. After a champ taking us to a Champions League final, they've they've sacked him, and um, oh, I I am I'm in shock. I really am, and um, yeah, very incredibly incredibly disappointed. What's brought this on? Because I, I know Tottenham haven't been in great form, but you know, for me, and I, and I know I'm, I'm I'm trying to. I mean, I know I'm a West Ham fan. But I'm trying to remain slightly impartial here, but. For, for me, looking from the outside in, this looks like a, a decision made on... As Levy sort of thinks that he's got a little bit too big for his boots in terms of Spurs getting the Champions League final, that he thinks that Tottenham should be doing better in the league and he's just made a snap decision? Or or is this or is this something underlying going on behind the scenes that we don't know about yet? Came out and spoke that there were issues behind the scenes um, after he left. Um... So it's it's difficult, but I think it was it's clear that Maurizio did need to refresh his team after five years of of being together with pretty much the the, the, the same players. Um, he needed help in in being able to refresh that, and I think that Alex Ferguson, you know, spoke about it in uh, his autobiography of, of always wanting to refresh his team, and I think that that's something that Maurizio needed to do. He clearly had a lot of characters behind the scenes that, that want to leave the club, like Alderweireld, Ericsson, Danny Rose, um, uh, and, and those sort of players. And obviously that's, you know, having having those many players wanting to leave, you're always going to have issues. And um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, again, it's the manager that's, um, that's, that's got it in, in terms of being sacked. 
Jamie, you mentioned, and I get to speak to you on the Spurs fan show every Thursday, 7 to 9. That's going to be a heated one this week. But you mentioned, you know, the chance for Tottenham 2.0, the chance for Tottenham to rebuild. We had a caller last week saying that he would be gone at the end of this international break. Did you believe that? What are Tottenham basing that on? They haven't given him the time now. We mentioned credit in the bank reaching that European Cup final. Why now, three days before they play West Ham in a crucial game in the Premier League. Uh, it's it's bizarre time in Charlie and I I I I genuinely can't explain it. You know, we were having uh, it was really odd today because on our WhatsApp group the last one Spurs we had a massive kind of debate about um Pochettino staying or going and um it's it's just an absolute shock to everyone that he has gone at this stage and and it is an odd stage because I think there were there were reports that coming out that there was um, talks with Daniel Levy about his future but honestly I, c- I couldn't really tell you because it, it is such a, a massive shock for everyone no one really saw it actually happening it was it was certainly as I said it was certainly discussed but it actually happening um, it's, 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 uh, it's bizarre it really is Hi, Jamie. Do you think uh, this is actually going to affect the relationship between the fans and the players? Because what well, it's sort of unexplainable. It's all happened so quickly. But mm. do you think it's anything down to how the? Do you think the players have had a say in this or what? Because it obviously seems so quick from the Champions League final yeah. to suddenly this. Are you a bit disappointed in the players not I've being there for your manager? Yeah, I've always been disappointed with the players this season. As I said, there's been so many of them that have wanted to leave and. Um, They've clearly caused issues, Mauricio Pochettino, behind the scenes. And a lot of them are kind of of that age where they're not really able to, to keep up with Pochettino's demands. And, um, you know, that, that's again, it comes back to the club uh, letting him down. I think that he needed, I think he, he knew he wanted a lot more done over the summer in terms of, especially players outgoing. And that's where we definitely failed him in terms of, um, struggling to offload some of the players like Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Rose, Eriksen, all players that are going to leave soon on free transfers. So for me, the players, I, I, I'm very angry with the players, I can tell you that right now. Mm. There's, there's a lot of them that I really, uh, I just don't, I really dislike now. Uh, Jamie, uh, Daniel Levy is, has released a statement now since you've been on the phone. He says, uh, Maurizio and his coaching staff will always be part of Spurs history. I have the utmost admiration for the manner in which he dealt with the difficult times away from a home ground whilst we built the new stadium and the positivity he brought us. I want to thank him and his coaching staff. They'll always be welcome here. We have a talented squad. We need to re-energise. We need to make it positive for our fans. What, what do you say when you hear that? Um, look, Maurizio Pochettino, no, no manager in the world could have done. And I seriously believe that. I think the skill set that Maurizio has to be able to coach players and get the best out of them, I think no manager could have done as well as he did during the time of where we've had to re, uh, build this stadium. Of course, as I said, you know, he had serious, seriously limited funds to go and kick on this team. Spurs should have regressed during this time, but they haven't. They went forward and that's what's so, just so incredible with Maurizio. And, and why I'm just I wanted to give him that time. Now we're out the stadium. We brought in. We started to bring in players, and we we looked like we'd only just started with that rebuild. And to, to sack him at this stage, he hasn't won us. You know, he's won us nothing, and that's 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 what's absolutely devastating. You know, he came so close on so many occasions. Mm. Two title challenges, multiple FA Cup semi-finals, multiple League Cup uh, semi-finals, and of course the Champions League final. 
So it's it's absolutely devastating that they haven't helped him try and win that trophy. And um, I've always been a bit of a fan of Daniel Levy and understood him, but unfortunately, I, I, I think he's lost all my respect completely. I'm 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 absolutely furious right now. Jamie, how does this change Saturday's game? Everyone knows that West Ham like to, to yeah. end, end uh, clubs' winless runs, and, uh, and and famously West Ham are a club that if, <laughs> if, a, if a club sacks their manager before they play West Ham, they tend to go on and beat beat. Us. Well, to be fair, Spurs are the same. Spurs are exactly the exactly. same. Exactly. So I mean, I mean, do, 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 do you see this changing yeah. um, the, the outlook on on Saturday? No, because the players are a lot of them there are an absolute disgrace for the club. Um, as I said, they've all, most, many of them have let him down. Uh, many of them just aren't simply good enough to be the Spurs, don't want to be at the club. And that's a big reason why Mauricio Pochettino's failed. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, obviously you can tell that I, you know, I'm emotional at the moment. I'm, I'm very, very angry. But I've said it all season. I've said it on the Spurs fans show multiple times that there's too many players that don't want to be there and, and they've massively let him down. So... I don't know. I don't think they will give a response. I really don't think there'll be a response from Spurs. Um, I have absolutely no clue who's going to come in now and, and be the interim. There's no real clear choice. Um, so, honestly, you know, and, and West Ham have really got something to play for. Of course, Pellegrini's under pressure. This is always the game. This is one of the games I know that, that, that West Ham always get up for. So, so for me... I don't, I don't see it ending any other way than the Spurs not coming away with the win. Jamie, do you, a lot of the rumours, obviously it's a media after, no one can really tell, but a lot of the rumours are it's going to be Mourinho, or at least he's one of the front runners. And do you, what, what would that do if Mourinho came no. in and took over no. from a guy who was like, is that, what, what would that do for you? No. Mourinho is a guy that needs to spend money and Spurs don't spend money. So he's going to come in, he's going to have all the issues he had at Manchester United. And I just think that, that that's going to end up being a disaster. I think he's not the manager that he once was. And if we get in Mourinho and Sat Pochettino, well, it's back to mid-table for, for Tottenham, unfortunately. Jamie, I, the... I really don't want Mourinho. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll it's, a, it's something we'll get into more tonight and obviously Thursday on the Spurs fan show. But we really appreciate you coming. I know you was coming on to talk about the game. I know how, also how hard it is for you at the minute because you're obviously hurting that your man has been sacked, Jamie. But thank you for giving us a little bit of the time. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you possibly on Thursday. Jamie Brown there from Daily Hotspur. Just hearing genuinely in his voice, just, you know, they love this man, the fans. What he has done, just utter, utter shock in, in the Spurs fans' voices there, James. Yeah, I mean... You could you could visibly hear that he was mm. very very really upset and um, and rightly so because you know as he said this guy has taken them to the Champions League final something that they never ever thought they'd ever see in four their months lifetime. ago James five months four ago. months yeah. ago five months ago and and for, for for it to go from the highest of highs for Tottenham fans and the football club. To, to this is you know, it must be quite difficult to take as a Spurs fan yeah absolutely crazy scenes into us at Lost World a minute uh, Pochettino being sacked as manager of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club after five years we didn't I didn't want to ask him for a prediction I felt almost bad to ask him <laughs> so I will ask you two in the studio please oh. score a prediction for West Ham Tottenham on the weekend James oh, it's, it's even harder to call now than it <laughs> yeah. was about 10 minutes ago ridiculous I don't know I'm going to say uh, one nil win, Antonio winner, but uh, he's probably going to be well off. Two nil, Noble Pen and I had a goal to really pile on the misery. <laughs> pile on the misery for Spurs. <laughs> well, this has been the West Ham Fan Show with me, Charlie Hawkins, and we are West Ham, James Jones and Tom Edwards. We will see you at the same time next Tuesday at seven. 
Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.